Donna Anna County and Southern New Mexico, and probably to our one random listener in um, Kingstown, Jamaica. Uh, this is Morningstar Conversations, uh, religious radio for those who aren't right. I am uh, one of your hosts, Stuart Davenport, the Director of Connections and Executive Minister at Morningstar Church Las Cruces here in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And with me as always, because really without him, there would not be a show, Pastor Ross Whitaker. Good morning, Ross, how are you? Good morning, I don't know if that's true. You can hold this down all by yourself, Stuart. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But um, I, I, appre I appreciate you uh, uh, saying that. <laughs> well, I, I do talk to myself a lot and um, I have grand conversations, at least they are in my mind. I don't know if it would be 30 minutes worth of grand conversation, me, myself, and I, and the listening audience in Southern New Mexico. I think we would be canceled <laughs> the following week. This, this morning, uh, I, was, uh, I was in our, our kitchen dining room area for a while, and my wife uh, walked back in that area, and I happened to leave, and then I came back here to uh, this room where I do our recording and all of that kind of stuff. And I could hear someone talking like for real talking, not just kind of like, you know, there's a difference between hearing someone talk to themselves and someone talk. And I started listening and there was no response. And I was like, who is she talking to? So then I like leave the room and turn the corner to go to the dining room. And I was like, Oh, she's talking to me and doesn't even know I'm in there. <laughs> so I, it, it was a little bit of indictment on myself because it's like, I wonder how often, like, cause I would have been like expecting a reply pretty quickly and she just kept talking. So maybe she does that a lot and I'm not hearing her. I need to need to do a better job of paying attention, I guess. You need to do a better job of exiting the room, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make some noise when I leave. Don't, don't sneak out like you do the king of the Irish. Kind exit. of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, um, so we are coming up on the third Sunday of Advent. And um, according to our uh, design on Christmas this year, we are celebrating uh, a weekend uh, uh, of joy. And joy is, is kind of a, a, a gosh, and this year, especially 2020, Joy is, is quite the uh, paradox of a word. I think that people are, are struggling with joy. Um, I guess from a biblical, from a, a liturgical, from a masters of divinity perspective, can you give us a definition of joy? I mean, I, for me, like I think joy, oftentimes uh, people think it's synonymous with happiness. And to me, they're two different things. I think joy is, it's like, uh, it's deeper than happiness, right? I, I remember, gosh, it's probably been close to 20 years now. Um, I, this couple that my wife and I were friends with, we were newlyweds and they, they had been dating for a few years and we'd gotten to know them about six months to a year prior to this event that I'm about to tell you about happening. And, uh, um, we were living in Carlsbad at the time. And on Christmas Eve, she had gone to his house. His girlfriend had gone to my friend's house. They exchanged gifts. 
and she went, she said, Hey, I'm going to go to a convenience store. I think she was going maybe to get a pack of cigarettes or something. And she said, I'll be right back. And he was like, okay. So she left and she never came back. And, uh, they found her, she, she had been murdered and they found her uh, body not too far away from that convenience store a few days later. And, uh, I remember at the funeral, this was on, that happened on Christmas Eve. And, um, I remember at the funeral, not too many days after Christmas talking to my friend and he was, um, you know, he was in this deep state of grief and shock and all of that. But I remember him saying, um, well, I'm not happy. I'm not happy, but, but I feel, I feel something, um, about, like the fact that I know she uh, was a believer in Christ, and I know that she um, is 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 with God right now. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know, I don't. It wasn't my place to try to tell him what he was feeling, but I would say he was feeling joy. It it's different than happiness. Happiness is like we got all these friends around, we're laughing, we're playing. Like Disneyland is happiness, you know. Joy is it's deeper than that. It's, I think it's more akin to confidence, at least the way that I think about joy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that joy and happiness are different. Um, so like this weekend today, uh, after the show is over, you can listen to our, our church service or watch our church service online. And I'm going to be talking about, um, the the shepherds in the fields on the night that Jesus was born and this heavenly host of angels that come and sing to them and announce to them the birth of the savior and they go and they they see Jesus uh as a baby and recognize who Jesus is and what he's about they have faith to believe that God has sent them a message through these angels and I think that's joy I think that they went back to living lives that were um, less than noble for sure. I think they went back to living lives in the fields and they were dirty and cold and hot and sweaty and, um, probably stinky. And, uh, they weren't thought of highly in, in, in society at all, but they had some sort of joy knowing that God knew them, recognized them and blessed them. And I think that's deeper than happiness. The happiness of seeing this little baby was obviously there, but when the happiness goes away, what's left is joy, I think. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. Um, you, you know, uh, we're friends and uh, we kind of know each other a little bit and um, like a like an awesome blossom at Outback, <laughs> right? Or what's the one at, at uh, Chili's, you know, we're, we're peeling the layers back and getting to know yeah. each other. And, and so, um, my mom passed away when I was young and I think I was blessed to, uh, in some ways, and, and some people may struggle to understand what it is that I'm saying in this. So you need to kind of sit and marinate it for a little bit, but I think I ended up with the mom that I was intended to have in my lifetime, which was, a a high school teacher who um, really invested in me while I was in high school and then really, really invested in me after I graduated. And we were talking about joy and it wasn't around Christmas time. 
and what she would say and what you're kind of saying in the same vein, but this is more succinct, happiness is fleeting. It's like vapor. Uh, you're one of your favorite uh, Bible verses in the, in the Bible. Uh, it's vapor, vapor. It's all vapor. Yeah. And um, uh, enjoy is, is, it's like a mixture, but a, a, a good flavored mixture of happiness and sorrow and content and discontent and all of these things that are the yin and yang of each other, joy, and it's not in the middle, joy is somewhere where undefinable, undescribable, yet attainable, it's just this place of like supreme and utter uh, contentment in a way, like to be content with, okay, this is, uh, this, is 2020 and we're in the middle of a pandemic yet i can be content in this uh this is 2020 and the broncos are four and whatever and i can be content with that um you know i can be content with the job that i don't like yet i can be content with the job i don't have i can be content with the job that is my dream job to find contentment in all aspects. I think it, it's, it's a struggle, but I think that that's one of the biggest things that Christ pulls us to stretches us to push us is push us, us to, uh, is joy and joys. I think it's, it's such a three letter word. So simple yet. So gosh, it's a lot. Yeah. I, as you were talking, I started thinking about <clears throat> this year, 2020, and how, you know, I don't know that 2021 is going to be a whole lot better. Uh, maybe by this time next year. Well, I, I think pretty certainly by this time next year, uh, we'll be out of this pandemic that we're living through right now. But, um, you know, I early on during the pandemic, actually before the pandemic, it was kind of around the first of the year last year, I came across a phrase that I've, I've made a mantra for myself. I had the screensaver on my phone and all that stuff, but it's hold fast and live slow. And I think like for me, the purpose of holding fast and living slow is to recognize the things that bring me joy versus happiness, right? Like, uh, I'm I'm a I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, as you know, Stuart, and uh, I was ecstatic. I was I was so happy uh, when they won the Super Bowl. I, I, there were times in my life where I was like, I don't think a team I'm cheering for will ever win a world championship. I, I just and get to see it, and so I was really really happy to get to see that. But the next day, it was like, so what? Like it literally had no effect on me. I didn't get a bonus from it. I didn't get a, a ring in the mail, like nothing happened for me except for that one moment of like jumping up and down, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just witnessed what I saw. Um, so I don't want to hold fast to that. That doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. The things I want to hold fast to are like this time that I get with my family um, because my daughters are growing up and, and one of them is 16. I've got her for two more years. 
and then she's off to college and um one of them is about to turn 13 and it's obvious like her world is changing all around her and it's really fun to see um and so like slowing down and paying attention to those things because those things my my relationships with my family and my friends are what are deeper they bring joy the chiefs winning the super bowl it's like happiness it comes it's really fun it's neat i was smiling i was laughing i i got to play around with it for a week or two and then it's over you know big deal like even even the guys who played in that game are like all right so now we get to do it again right like now our goal is to try to do it again it's but joy is something that lasts longer than a week or two um so holding fast and living slow, like I think that's an important thing for all of us as human beings to like, what are the things that matter? What are the things that bring us joy? What are the places where uh, we can find uh, things that last and hold fast to those and then slow down? We don't have to rush through life. We can, we can slow the process down as much as we can. You know, um, uh, the, this time of year, we, we have a tendency to unpack and, and set out somewhere in our houses. Um, there are different iterations, different styles, uh, um, different uh, fabrics of what they're made out of. Um, the ones that I grew up with, the one that we have in our house that seems to have it seems to have attached itself to me is a manger scene made out of ceramic and um, a, a little manger uh, box kind of thing that uh, my wife's great grandfather made. So it's very special to her. It's not a, it's not a fancy thing. It's just, you know, like two pieces of three pieces of four pieces of plywood, you know, a roof, a back, a bottom, and then two columns. And um, her grandmother painted this little thing. And we have these characters that come together in this manger scene. And, and we think of them as, you know, these, sometimes we, we think of them as these holy people until we get older and we read things, especially we read things on the internet and discover that these characters are totally different than what what was in our child's mind's eye and the shepherds the shepherds like it's amazing that the shepherds were there you know to begin with anyway and in, in any regard it's amazing to i i think as an outsider of christmas uh and and that's what we are in in this modern day and age we're kind of the outsiders to christmas i think but these shepherds these these low lives these these people who couldn't make it any other way. They couldn't, they couldn't find a, a, a place of value or worth uh, regardless of how important the sheep were to the economy. So you couldn't be a, a carpenter without shepherds, you couldn't be a baker without shepherds, you couldn't be a farmer without shepherds, you couldn't do these things without shepherds. And yet shepherds were the lowest of the low. And yet they were the first guests invited to, to see the Christ child. Yeah. And, and yet we, and then we forget, you know, it didn't happen all at once. 
you know, the Magi, the three kings or whatever it is that we want to call them, um, you know, they didn't show up until a couple of years later. But to a, so I guess what I'm saying is, is that to find joy on Christmas Eve in this uh, disconcerting year, remember that you can set out your journey, you know, to Christ on that night. And you may not make it in time to the manger, but it's okay because it's this, it's this long journey, a, a, a journey of a lifetime, I think. And it's not yeah. about the destination, it's about the journey and trying to find joy in the journey because you're gonna run out of gas and you're gonna get a flat tire. And you know, as, as reliable as we like to think that our cars are in 2020, um, they still break down and you yeah. know, computers have problems and GPS is not completely accurate. That reminds me, uh, when I lived in Abilene, every other Monday for golly, uh, basically from 2011 to 2017, I had coffee with uh, one particular uh, gentleman, and then eventually another another guy joined us. And these these were two retired United Methodist pastors in their 80s, and uh, uh, one of them was the Reverend Dr. Cairo Russell and. Uh, Cairo and I became quick friends there on Mondays. It was pretty, a pretty regular event for me to go and sit and have a cup of coffee with him. And one of us would end up with misty eyed, like recognizing like God in, the, in those moments of conversation. And Cairo used to say all the time to me, he would be like, Ross, your name is not Ross. Put an I N G at the end of your name. You are Ross Ing. You are becoming who it is that God is calling you to be. It's not a once and for all type thing. Like the moment that we surrender our lives to Christ and say like, I want my life to be about following in your way and trusting that your way uh, is the best way to live and trusting that my faith in you will keep me in the presence of God forever. Um, that's not the end of the journey. That's really the beginning of the journey, you know? And and or maybe it's the middle of the journey everything leads up to that point and then from there like we mark time as new and we start moving forward but we are constantly in the process of becoming who it is that god is calling us to be and um, we are all called and so those shepherds like that was a beginning moment i wish i wish we knew uh what happened to them like what, what, how did that moment change their lives to recognize that God looked upon them and how did the, how did that everlasting joy that they experienced affect every day of the rest of their lives or most days of the rest of their lives? You know, I'd like to know what happened to them. Those are the types of things when I read the Bible that, uh, I lay in bed at night thinking about like, what was going on with those guys? Like, who were they? What happened? And so anytime I come across poetry or uh, stories or something about some of the, some of the characters in the Bible that are just not necessarily the main characters, I, I really love it because it adds flesh to the bones of those stories. I like that idea of adding an ING to the end of our names to 
to continue becoming who it, whoever it is that we're called to be becoming. So Bob is bobbing and Jake is jaking and Nora is Noraing and Lupe is Lupeing and Louis is Louing and you know Raphael is is Rafaeling and yeah. you know uh, having grown up in this community and and seen it change oh my gosh like it's changed you know I I grew up in a neighborhood in El Paso that was very close to the Rio Grande River and I can remember a colonia taking place just uh, northwest of downtown Juarez. So seeing it as a child, a blank hill turn into a, like almost overnight cardboard shacks and cardboard shacks turn into cinder block homes and dirt roads turned into paved streets and uh, kerosene lit and heated homes turned into electric lit and and propane gas heated homes over the course of my lifetime and it, it, that doesn't sound fancy by any stretch of the imagination but but to have seen that change to see a city go from you know a, a predominantly minimum wage low wage place to developing into a, a, a high-tech center of of manufacturing and um you know global manufacturing and and it, uh, it's just amazing and and then las cruces is part of uh, is along for the ride with that you know as a part of that ride as a part of that development there's a great video that's on facebook and instagram right now where uh they they describe el paso Juarez, and las cruces as a region and so El Pasoing, Wadasing, Las Crucesing, and Rossing, and Stewarding, and then our wives and children in there, there's the, that's where you find, I think, the joy in the middle of uh, civil, social, economical. Uh, pandemical distress and yeah. that that seems like oh what else could go wrong and then <laughs> there's something else that just goes wrong you know um I, I, so I, I I've I, I guess it's been a little strange and a little odd for me in the sense that like every morning that I wake up and I see the sun is up I'm like it's it, it's a good day may yeah. not be the day that I wanted. It, it may not be the day that you wanted, but it's going to be a good day. You and I were talking yesterday, just the, the, and I think that there was joy in finding that. You had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, you were asking me if we were going to go do something because I'm like the social planner in our friendship. I always come up with the cool stuff to do uh, quickly. And, and not that you don't either, but um you were saying like, if we went, if we went to El Paso, what would we do? And I was like laying out this grand plan. And, <laughs> and I guess I must've planted a seed in you because you were like, you know, uh, there's a lot of people here in Las Cruces who just don't like El Paso, but man, I'm looking forward to going to El Paso. Just the, the fact that you could go somewhere. And then there's yeah. that ING, the going. Yeah. 
Well, and I think like right now, somebody is driving down the highway and happened upon this station and is hearing this conversation. And I want to say to that person, like, this is part of the journey. You hearing this conversation is adding to the ING of whoever you are. And us having this conversation is adding to it. The first time I ever preached the sermon, um, it was at, at the church I grew up in and I showed up to preach uh, with the Wesley Foundation from here at NMSU. And I was super nervous. My Sunday school teacher was there and all these people I knew, you know, who'd seen me grow up and, and I was a turd for a big part of my life growing up. And uh, so, uh, you know, I wanted them to be proud of who I had become in my ing and um, the preacher said, hey, uh, you're probably nervous right now, but you just need to know that every moment you have lived has led you to this moment. And, and you're ready, like you're ready for this moment. One of the ideas that I think about a lot is like, God is giving me grace enough today to get me through tomorrow. And tomorrow, God will give me enough grace to get me through the next day. It's never about like this moment. And that's why I think Jesus says, like, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. It has enough worries of its own. Just be here in this moment today. Because if we, if we rush through it, if we don't hold fast and live slow, and we rush through it, we'll miss an opportunity to add to uh, the ING of who we are becoming. Hey, we, I know we're running out of time, but uh, our conversation reminded me of this Frederick Beekner uh, il uh, illustration. It actually comes from um, a story that he wrote called The Birth that was published in The Magnificent Defeat. And then later on, it was published in one of his uh, writings called Secrets in the Dark. But Frederick Beekner is a, a pastor that I, I really enjoy the things that he writes. Do, do we have time for me to read it? What do we have about three more minutes? We have time for you to read it. Yes, okay. go ahead. Let me read this story for us. This is called The Shepherd and it's by Frederick Beekner, and he spells his last name uh, B-U-E-C-H-N-E-R. Night was coming on and it was cold the shepherd said, and I was terribly hungry. I'd finished all the bread I had in my sack and my gut still ached for more. Then I noticed my friend, a, a shepherd like me, about to throw away a crust he didn't want. So I said, throw the crust to me, friend. And he did throw it to me, but it landed between us in the mud where the sheep had mucked it up. But I grabbed it anyway and stuffed it, mud and all, into my mouth. And I was, as I was eating it, I suddenly saw well, I saw myself. It was as if I was not only a man eating, but a man watching the man eating. And I thought, this is who I am. I'm a man who eats muddy bread. And I thought the bread is very good. And I thought, oh, well, the mud's very good too. So I opened my muddy man's mouth full of bread and I yelled to my friends, by God, it's good brothers. And they thought I was a terrible fool, but they saw what I meant. We saw everything that night. Can I make you understand? I wonder, have you ever had this happen to you? You've been working hard all day. You're dog tired, bone tired. So you call it quits for a while. You slump down under a tree or against a rock or something. and You just sit there in a daze for half an hour or a million years. I don't know. All, all the time is... Your eyes are wide open, looking straight ahead someplace, but 
they're so tired and glassy, they don't see a thing, nothing. You could be dead for all you notice. Then little by little, you begin to come to your, your eyes begin to come to, and all of a sudden you find out you've been looking at something the whole time, except it's only now you really see it. One of the ewe lambs maybe with its foot caught under a rock or the moon scorching a hole through the clouds. It was there all the time and you were looking at it all the time, but you didn't see it till just now. That's how it was this night anyway, like finally coming to not things coming out of nowhere that had never been seen before, but things just coming into focus that had always been there and such things. The air wasn't just emptiness anymore. It was alive, brightness everywhere, dipping and wheeling like a hawk of birds. And what you always thought was silence stopped being silent and turned into the beating of wings, thousands and thousands of them. Only not just wings as you came, come, as you came to more, but voices high, wild, like trumpets. The words I could never remember later, but something like, what I'd yelled with my mouth full of bread. By God, it's good, brothers. The crust, the mud, everything, everything. Oh, well, if you think we're out of our minds, you're right, of course. And you know, it was just like being out of jail. I can see us still. The squint-eyed one who always complained of sore feet. The little sawed-off one who could outswear a Roman soldier. The young one who blushed like a girl. We all tore off across that muddy field like drunks at a fair and drunk we were, crazy drunk, splashing through a sea of wings and moonlight and the silvery wool of the sheep. Was it night? Was it day? Did our feet even touch the ground? Shh, shh. You'll wake up my guests, said the innkeeper. We met coming in the other direction with his arms full of wood. And when we got to the shed out back, one of the three foreigners, who were there held a finger to his lips. At the eye of the storm, you know, there's no wind. Nothing moves, nothing breathes. Even silence keeps silent. So hush now, hush. There he is. You see him? By almighty God, brothers, open your eyes and listen. So that's called The Shepherd by Frederick Beatner. This has been Morningstar Conversations, religious radio for those who aren't right. You may join us now on Facebook Live at Morningstar Las Cruces or mstarlc.church. Find joy and keep ing.